Is that the same robe you got me? Kelly, oh Kelly. Oh my god. You're listening to the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. Hello you guys and welcome back to the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Cobb. Thank you so much for listening. In today's episode, I am going to be talking about the pros and the cons of being on reality TV. Before I get started, I wanted to say thank you uh, to everybody who has followed or subscribed to me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, everything. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, If you haven't done so yet, please make sure to like, subscribe, do all the things to show uh, your support. I really, really appreciate it. Per usual, we are going to get started with this week's episode with highlights and lowlights. Highlights and lowlights. Starting off with highlights, uh, as most of you know, I go in like little waves of where I just like don't drink for a little bit, let my body cleanse. Uh, I am not doing that right now. I started going out again with my friends and just to burn off some steam and it's been a really fun time. I, you know, have been going through it with the new season being out and I think it's good to go out on the city and have some fun. This past weekend, one of my highlights is that I went to this bar called Reina on... Rainy Street in downtown Austin. It's a great spot. Uh, A ton of fun bars are on that strip. And I went to one of the bars and at this point, not gonna lie, I was uh, at a pretty good level. (laughs) And we're walking, my friend and I are walking towards the dance floor in the back. And I see this girl standing uh, up on like a ledge somewhere and her outfit is so freaking cute. Oh my gosh. So I'm looking, I'm literally checking this girl out like, I need that dress. I need those shoes. Her hair's so pretty. Oh my God. And she makes eye contact with, back with me and I'm thinking, great. She's going to think I'm a freak. I was like staring her down. She looks at me and she's like, wait, are you like, and I was like, say it. <laughs> like, boo, who do you think I am? And she's like, oh my God. She runs up to me. I'm being dramatic, but she came up to me quickly and she was like, I listened to your podcast, like gave me a big hug, asked for a selfie. Uh, Her name's Marina. Marina, if you're listening, this totally made my week. She was the cutest thing in the world. And so she also watched the show, but a big highlight for me is that I, I'm trying to make a name for myself after being on the show. Yes, I still talk about it. It was a huge part of my life for years. And I, you know, I still get messages daily about the show today and I'm still talked about. And so obviously it's still a part of my life, but I am trying to make a name for myself by putting out my podcast, making YouTube content, expanding my social media. And what was really special about my interaction with Marina, and it probably meant more to me than she realized, is that she was like, I listened to your podcast. That was the first thing that she said. And of course she, you know, she watched the show too, but how cool is it that that was the first thing that she said? I don't know, it just like totally made my night. Regardless if she said that or not, I love when 
fans of the show or, you know, of my podcast come up and say hi. I love, love interacting with you guys. Uh, and it was really special. All those interactions are special and it makes me feel really happy and accomplished. And it makes me also feel like I am, you know, really reaching people. Marina was visiting from Denver. She just doesn't even live in Austin. So I thought that was really cool. So Marina, if you're listening, love you, girl. Uh, and also if you guys ever see me out, say hi. Uh, I love chatting with you guys and uh, having those special interactions. My second highlight, uh, it's a little baby highlight. I, as you guys know, I recently started really putting some energy into my YouTube channel. Uh, I started my focus with social media on Instagram back in 2019, I believe. Then I started focusing on TikTok in 2020. And now my gears, you know, now that I'm like kind of in a good rhythm with those two platforms, I'm shifting my gears into YouTube. And it's kind of like, it's a lot of work, you guys. Like I have so much respect for YouTube creators because creating long form content is a ton of work. There is so much editing that goes into it, so much time, and it's really fun to create that content, but it's a lot of work. So my little highlight is that I am almost at 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. How cool is that? Uh, if you don't follow me on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe. You can type in Kimberly Cobb or My Lips Aren't Sealed. should come up. Uh, but it's really cool, and I know that probably doesn't seem like a lot of followers, but Something I preach a lot on my podcast, on my channels, is to celebrate your little wins. Almost 2,000 followers might not seem like a lot to some people, but to me, it is. And I am just so proud of that. Additionally, I hit 5,000 followers on Instagram for my podcast account, and I think that's really cool too. Like, I have been able to grow my own personal uh Instagram account, but now I also have this special project, my podcast that means so much to me. It is my baby. You know, I did it without any involvement from people from my past. And the fact that I've been able to get it up to 5,000 followers, I have 5,000 of you guys supporting me. That is mind blowing and it just makes my heart smile. So I love that. And then highlight number three is, uh, there's a brand called Maylies, M-A-E-L-Y-S, and they sell these amazing body care products. I have a partnership with them and a part of like, so every brand does uh, Instagram partnerships differently. Some brands might request, hey, can you post an Instagram story for us? Some will send you some products and post a reel of you trying it on. Well, for this partnership, uh, they wanted to celebrate the fact that they are launching in, I think it's like over 1300 Ulta locations across the US. So that's so cool. A part of this campaign is that they wanted influencers, local influencers to go to local Ulta locations to show themselves going through the store, checking out the products, buying products. And this was a highlight for me because they opened up Ulta early for me what uh to go in and shoot content so that was really cool uh so i met the team the actual brand team for maylies was there on property i felt like a little celebrity like showing up and 
uh, I went in there, shot my content, got some goodies, and yeah, I'm working on editing it this week, and it was supposed to be up this week, but I'm still waiting for brand approval. I'm not sure if I talked about this on last week's episode. I might have already, but yeah, it might go live this week or next. Not sure, but keep an eye out. I worked really hard on creating that content and branded content, especially on Instagram. Like sometimes it doesn't perform as well if you put like hashtag ad in the caption, Instagram flags that, and it's so frustrating because that's my main source of income, our brand partnerships. So if you see it, show some extra love, drop a little comment. I'd really appreciate it. So that, uh, those are my three highlights. Uh, and if this is your first time listening to my podcast, just to kind of explain briefly, I talk about the highs of my week and the lows of my week because nobody's life is perfect. And I think it's really good to talk about all aspects of your life. You know, uh, in some weeks might be super boring. My highlight might be that I went to Starbucks, uh, but lately I've been extra busy, so I like to share those things with you guys. As for lowlights, uh, shifting the energy here a little bit on a lot of it. Uh, on last week's podcast episode, I let you guys know that my great-grandmother was sick. She was in, uh, in hospice, and this past week she did pass away, and this is a great grandmother on my dad's side of the family. And especially if you're new here, I was raised by my mom and my stepdad didn't really have a relationship with my dad growing up. And, uh, you know, as an adult, I didn't see him, I think at one point for five years. And I recently let him back into my life last year. So, you know, I didn't really have a relationship with my great-grandmother, but I do have fond memories of her from when I was little, and she was a really kind person, and, you know, my mom has good memories of her as well, and she shared those with me. So it was really nice to honor her memory and just have those conversations. I I don't feel like... Um, I'm not necessarily grieving too much because I didn't know her that well, but I do feel sad for my family members who were close with her and had that special relationship with her because losing anybody, whether you're close with them or not, is very difficult and it can be a hard thing to really process and go through. So hopefully your takeaway, you know, is just really cherish the time on earth that you have with the people you care about because Life is short, uh, and you really just, I mean, of course, my grandmother, great-grandmother lived a very, very long life and was loved by so many, but you really never know when your last day on earth is. That took like a really deep turn. Sorry, but it's true. So just make sure you're living every day to the fullest and that you're showing the people that are in your life that you care about them. What's interesting, and this is like my other low light in a sense, I was extremely close with my mom's mom growing up. Uh, she was like my best friend. Seriously, like I would call her, even in college, I'd call her several times a week and fill her in on my stupid boy drama. Uh, we're Dutch, so I call her my Oma. And I would call Oma all the time. We'd have the same humor, similar body types. Like we would just 
both have like a huge love for animals. We just have so much in common. And she was like, so cool. I wish all of you guys could have met her. She was so sweet. And it's interesting because my great grandma is one that passed away. My Oma passed away back in 2017. And I was really sad for a really long time when she passed away and my great-grandmother passing actually brought up a lot of those feelings for me again. I woke up in the middle of the night last week and just like burst into tears. Like I wish I was making that up. It sounds very dramatic, but I, I was having this dream and feeling that she was like present and I woke up with this sense of overwhelming sadness knowing that I'm never going to see her again. Uh, for the rest of my life and at least here on earth and it's just yeah it was like a low light so I'm like where is this coming from and then I you know once I was awake the next day I'm like oh, okay yeah like the feelings for my great-grandmother passing brought up these feelings that I have buried because you know I worked through that grief and it took a very long time so that is that was another low light. Luckily, I was able to give my mom a call and we talked about Oma and shared really good memories about her together. And it was nice to just talk to my mom about it. And she's like, yeah, I think about Oma all the time and, you know, think about really specific things like how she smelt or, you know, the, the, like the wallpaper she had in her house or like, inside jokes and things like that so if you you know I have recently lost somebody or it's somebody from the past I think it's good to still keep their memory alive and talk about them because even though they're not on earth anymore they're still present with you in spirit uh, that's kind of my thought process on on all of that so anyways now that I'm all emotional um, we are going to shift into such like a, uh, it's just, I think it's, it's hard for me when I'm talking about my lowlights to then shift into back into just normal talk, but we're going to do it. We are going to shift on into pop culture and current faves. Oh my God. I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Gee, thanks. Just got it. I see it. I like it. I want it. Ben Affleck and JLo tied the knots and I'm so excited for them. If you haven't already seen JLo's wedding dress, check it out. It is so pretty, but I'm so happy for them. And they're kind of giving me hope that maybe I'm not going to meet my Prince Charming until a few years down the road. And additionally, pop culture, the season three finale of I Love a Mama's Boy is next week and I am so excited to watch it. If you guys have been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that initially I was like, I can't watch the show. It's going to be too hard. And yes, it's extremely hard for me to watch it. But because Brittany and I have a friendship and I know like what really, you know, went down, it makes it so much easier. And honestly, at this point, it's so comical and I love Brittany, she is incredible and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to watch it. I definitely don't love promoting, you know, watching it so just for various reasons, but for me, it's been kind of closure in a way to, to see all of it go down. So I will be watching. As for my current faves, I, okay, last week, Danielle and I went 
we went out to lunch at this place in Austin called oh Swedish Hill I've mentioned it on last week's episode so good well afterwards we went to Lush because it's like down the street from it because she had a gift card and she was like oh get whatever you want such a good friend right so I ended up buying this body scrub and it's called magic crystals okay very fancy and it's like purple like neon purple but what it is is it's like spearmint and peppermint oils and it smells so good like basically i asked the lush employee i suffered from really bad headaches and migraines so i'm like do you guys have anything with eucalyptus that i can put in my shower to help ease my headaches and she's like, well, we don't have like eucalyptus necessarily, but we have the magic crystals. I smelt it in store and I was like, I have to get this. I'm going to try it. So I took it home, had a horrible, horrible period migraine last week. And so I brought out my magic crystals and put the scrub all over my body, put it up to my face and just like breathed it in. You guys. It helped so much. Of course, I still had a headache. Like, I had to sleep it off, take medicine. But just as a temporary relief and, like, a, a breath of freshness, like, so good. So, current fave, obviously, I'm, like, obsessed. It, And I've been using it when I don't have a headache. Like, it's really nice after the shower to put on, especially after a workout. Your skin just feels really, like, refreshed and clean. So, Go check it out. Not sponsored at all, like truly. Paid for it myself. Well, Danielle paid for it. Love you, Danielle. Uh, but we paid for it, and it's just like genuinely so good. My other current fave, uh, ooh, yes, okay. Took a retail therapy trip, retail shopping therapy trip to Ross and Home Goods. If you guys follow me on TikTok, uh, I think I might have posted it on Instagram too, but I. I'm struggling to decorate my, finish decorating my apartment and to decorate my room. My bedroom right now is just like my bed and an ugly nightstand and a storage bench. That's it. I, you know, I struggle sometimes with decorating because I overthink so much. I have a very strong sense of personal style, but when it comes to spending money too on big things like furniture, I hesitate to spend money because I want to pick like the most perfect thing ever. So I posted on social media asking for help. I got a ton of amazing ideas and feedback and recommendations from you guys. I need to like read through every single comment and take notes. But uh, the reason I bring this up is because I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Home Goods and Ross and see what I can find. And I went and I got very overwhelmed. I don't know. I was like, there were so many amazing things, but then like nothing at the same time. So I went for home decor, but I ended up picking out um, like clothes and other things. So two of my current faves were both from Ross. I got a fall candle and it's like this roast or toasted pumpkin candle, like perfect for fall. And it's huge. The candle's like the size of my head. And the other thing was a pair of guest boots. So they're like above the ankle black boots, but they're chunky, like a big chunky heel. And then the bottom of the boot is like, 
a bunch of little ridges. I don't know how to describe it, but they're so cute. And the boots were only like $40, which is a lot actually. I don't love spending a ton of money on anything, but uh, it's like a good price for guest boots that were originally like, I think like $100 or something. So I posted a vlog that you guys will see it's going to be posted the night before this podcast. So go watch that on the vlog. I show the candle. I show the boots. Such good finds. I love them. And I just love Ross in general, Amazon, uh, TJ Maxx. Like anywhere I can get like a good deal. I love it. And I get that question a lot too. Where do you shop? Yeah, the big three, TJ Maxx, uh, <laughs> Ross and Amazon. Those are like my go-tos. And of course, like thrift stores and, you know, home goods, stuff like that. Uh, but that wraps up my current faves uh, and brings us to the main portion of this podcast episode, which are, which is <laughs> the pros and the cons of being on reality TV. Being on reality TV, uh, you know, it is a once in a lifetime opportunity and I get often asked, would I do it again? Uh, you know, do I have any regrets from doing the show? And my answer is not necessarily black and white. I think there are a ton of pros and cons to being on reality TV, and I am gonna dive into those now. Starting off with a con is the big toll that being on reality TV has on your mental health. The filming itself, you know, it calls for long days and it's super exhausting emotionally, but the aftermath of being on the show is what really takes a big toll. You know, we see, you know, we, like we as people who are on reality TV, I can only speak for the show I was on. We see the show for the very first time when you guys are watching the show too. Like that's crazy, right? Uh, you know, we don't get to watch it ahead of time before it's aired to the world. So we're reacting to it live with you guys. And, you know, what I love about people is that we are all so different. Uh, I've said in the past that if we were all the same, if we all looked the same, if we all thought the same, life would be so boring. You know, and that's kind of why I love, you know, my curvy body. It sets me apart. It makes me unique. And I think we should embrace each other's differences and different opinions and, and our, you know, our different appearances too. Uh, that said, you know, even though I am a good person with a good heart, there are still people online who hate me or they hate the person that I'm portrayed as on the show. You know, for the most part, people have been uh, very supportive of me and my journey However, you know, there are those people out there who simply just don't like me and that's okay. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Not everybody is my cup of tea either. And I think that's a very normal thing. Uh, those people who don't like me, you know, they comment about my weight, how unflattering my clothes are, how annoying my voice is, how frustrating it is that I touch my hair so much. <laughs> Uh, or that I'm spineless for not sticking up for myself. Again, I do think that everybody is entitled to their own opinions. Uh, yes, you know, I was heavier on the show because that was the peak of my depression. Maybe my clothes 
weren't that flattering, but at the time, all I could afford were clothes that were being thrifted or Ross. Now I just love a good deal and I will, you know, I choose those stores. But at that time, that's all I could afford. And maybe the quality of the clothes, you know, wasn't as amazing as something brand new from Nordstrom. My voice might be annoying to some people, but I was raised in California, uh, kind of talk like a valley girl. Like that's just how I was raised to talk. That's how my friends talk. Yes, I touch my hair, but I touch my hair when I'm anxious or when I'm focusing a lot. That's just kind of a habit that I have as a person that might piss some people off. And some people say I was spineless for not sticking up for myself, but at that point, you know, I just felt so defeated and worthless. And, you know, it, at that point, it just wasn't really worth it to me to say something. I was just kind of done. You know, again, everybody is entitled to their own opinions, but every person has a backstory too that should be considered before expressing those negative opinions, especially opinions that can really negatively affect somebody's mental health. You know, at first, it was extremely hard for me. Uh, you know, when the show came out, I went to Twitter, I was reading what people were saying about me. And I found myself crying all the time uh, whenever said some whenever somebody said something mean about me online. But luckily now I am a much stronger person, and I just let those comments slide and try my best to laugh it off uh, and not let the keyboard warriors get to me. Because at the end of the day, what matters most is my opinion of myself, and I know that. I'm a good person and I know that everybody has their quirks. Nobody is perfect and, you know, at the end of the day, I can't get everybody to like me. That said, some people who go on reality TV don't have that mindset and it can really take a toll on their mental health. A pro of being on reality TV uh, is that just being able to meet all of you guys and knowing that I've had an impact on a woman all over the world. Uh, whether you've connected with things that I've experienced on the show or things that I've talked about on my podcast, getting to be on the show has given me the opportunity to reach so many more women than I ever thought possible. Some of you have had bad experiences with mama's boys or crazy in-laws. Others have been in abusive situations and have gotten the strength or encouragement to leave because of things that I've talked about. If I was able to inspire even just one person to make a change like that in their lives, that really does make it all worth it for me. Another con is being publicly tied to the show and the people on the show forever. So if you guys remember Stephanie, she was on season one and season two, uh, you know, her and I still talk and we were catching up the other day and then started talking about how weird it is that we have to be publicly tied to these people from the show for the rest of our lives. When you Google us, they're going to show up too. And I think that's one of the biggest downsides. When you break up with somebody in your private life, 
you're able to push them out of your life and most people in your life won't bring up that person ever again. Like they'll just act like it never happened, uh, you know, unless you bring it up. However, with being on reality TV, some people are just watching the show for the very first time and they'll message me something uh, that I recorded in 2020. And I think it's super special that people care enough to reach out and tell me that they're proud of me or maybe they advise me to leave, like leave the relationship if they haven't, you know, watched season two yet. And even though that chapter is closed for me, it's been closed for a long time, I still have conversations with fans to this day about the relationship that I ended, you know, about a year ago. And, you know, not to mention the fact that I am back in the dating field, my heart literally drops when a guy I'm talking to is like, oh, let me get your Instagram. Uh, you know, because this eventually leads to uh, them asking a ton of questions about my past and them seeing pictures and clips of me getting proposed to uh, on YouTube and, you know, them seeing pictures of me with somebody that I am embarrassed to be associated with. So... I knew what I signed up for when I did the show, but when I signed up for the show, I didn't consider the fact that I'd be having to explain all of this to somebody new because when I signed, I thought I was, you know, already with my forever person. Does that make sense? So now that I'm, you know, out and dating and having to explain it all kind of sucks. You know, it's a little embarrassing. Uh... A pro of doing reality TV are the people that you meet who are on the show. So for me, it was being able to connect with Brittany, with Stephanie, and Tracy. Brittany and I have really bonded throughout all of this, and we talk to each other on a weekly basis now. I'm happy that I've been able to be there for her because being on reality TV is a crazy experience and that can be a lot for somebody who's entering the spotlight for the very first time. Brittany and I have been able to make light about our horrible pasts. We've been able to share traumatic stories and learn more about each other just as women as well. She is so smart and driven and she is sassy. Like she has such a vibrant personality and I encourage you guys to all follow her on social media if you don't already. Uh, she's just a really great person all around, and I'm so happy that you know this brought us together. Uh, let me know if you guys would be interested in having her on the podcast. Uh, send me a DM. Let me know. Stephanie, Stephanie's great. She was a rock for me throughout all of season two and up until today. She's somebody I still talk to. Stephanie and I both went through breakups at the same time. Uh, we're close in age. We're both Pisces sisters. We just kind of have like a lot uh, in common too. And she's somebody who motivates me to focus on my career. And she's somebody who already at a young age has accomplished so much and is living her best life in LA. Uh, yeah. And Stephanie, you know, she's just a beautiful person inside and out. And it's crazy that this show brought us together because... Otherwise, you know, we would have never met. 
And lastly, there's Tracy. If you guys remember, Tracy was with Brian on season two. She wasn't on season one and she's not on season three. And full transparency, like she's not somebody I am super, super close with, but we've stayed connected on social media and I love seeing her move forward with her life. Uh, she's the total beauty expert. So, uh, you know, I'm obsessed with her beauty content. So go check her out too. She's, she's a total sweetheart. Another con, uh, I'm going to speak pretty vaguely about this, a con of being on reality TV are the strict contracts. So reality TV gets to pick and choose what they air, what they don't air. And if it's not aired, I'm not allowed to speak about it. So I get DMs every day asking extremely personal questions about people from my past. And as much as I want to answer Honestly, to every single message, if it's not aired on the show, I'm not allowed to talk about it. Uh, and this can be really frustrating from a fan's perspective. You know, I've seen people annoyed that I won't spill the tea uh, or frustrated that I, I keep things vague. And, you know, to be honest, I literally just can't say what I want to say. And it's just as frustrating for you as it is for me. A pro from being on reality TV, and this is more specific to myself, is that being on the show has helped me discover what my true passion is, uh, and that is raising awareness for uh, domestic violence. For legal purposes, I'm not saying that the show has any connection to this, but over the past few years, I've been able to connect with survivors and talk to people about things that they went through. And I've learned a lot about this crisis that it's not talked about enough. And uh, I have so much compassion and connection with these abuse survivors. There needs to be more education out there because some women may be in abusive situations and not even realize it. I now want to raise awareness for domestic violence and how common it is. And between you and me, I'm thinking about coming out with merchandise for my podcast soon, which I'm so excited about. And I want to dedicate a portion of the profits from my merchandise to go towards an organization uh, like the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Uh, so if you have any other organizations that you're passionate about that connect to this as well, DM me, let me know. So if that's something that you guys would be interested in supporting, also let me know. Uh, also, if somebody is good at designing things, like designing merch specifically, please message me. I need help. I, you know, I can create art and stuff on Canva and stuff, but I'm really looking for something that's going to stand out and be very on brand for me. So let me know. Another con to being on reality TV, uh, I just wrote, I'm looking at my notes, but I just wrote personality. And what I mean by that, Tracy from season two, she recently posted a TikTok talking about why she's not on season three. And she expressed in her TikTok that she felt like her goofy down to earth personality didn't shine through on the show. And that's something that I relate to so much. I, you know, I get a lot of comments about how uh, I look so much happier now or 
how people felt like my personality has come out since being on the show. And while I 100% agree with that, uh, I am so much happier now. And I'm sure my social media content does reflect that. I've always been a really goofy person. I'm literally the person who does accents and impressions and I'm always cracking jokes. But, you know, since the show is serious and it's more topic focused, uh, Tracy described it as, you know, we were pigeonholed. The focus wasn't, you know, on making sure that the girlfriends look fun and outgoing and cool. It was more focused on how miserable we were in our relationships uh, because of the dynamic that we were stuck in. Because of that, we, you know, who we are fully as women wasn't shown. You know, though looking back, I do agree that there is so much sadness in my eyes and I wish I could just like reach through the screen and hug myself uh, and tell her how amazing her future is going to be. Uh, yeah, I definitely still feel that my full personality, even at that time in my life, wasn't shown. And now I'm really grateful that I'm able to show you guys more of my personality through YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. And that even though I'm not on the show anymore, I'm still able to let you guys into my life more and get to know the real Kim. And the last pro is that the good guy always wins. Uh, I put up with a lot of bad behavior from people in my past for years and you know I'm unable to fully speak my truth about what really happened but regardless it's amazing seeing the rest of the world dislike the bad people from my past without me having to do anything. Maybe, you know, it's the movie buff in me, but I'm a firm believer that the good guy always wins and it doesn't feel that way right now, but I know in the long run that the bad guy in my life will eventually have a downfall. And even though, you know, they've continued to have an undeserved spotlight, you know, people are starting to see a certain someone's true colors come out and eventually karma will catch up. You know, while I'm <laughs> being talked about poorly on Instagram lives and social media, I'm just out here living my best life in a vibrant, amazing city with my Pomeranian surrounded by hot cowboys and good friends. So who's really winning, right? And I'm so grateful that to this day, I also have my amazing podcast family, my social media family. I have you guys reaching out to me and sending me incredibly supportive, like sweet and thoughtful messages. And you know, it's just, it means more to me than I think you guys will truly ever know. I hope you enjoyed listening to the pros and cons that I feel came out of being on reality TV. You know, I wish I could be more unfiltered and tell you guys every single thought about everything, but I feel that most of you have a pretty good understanding of how I feel and what I went through. You know, overall, I, I am so grateful for being on the show because it helped me connect with incredible people like you and, you know, 
though there are some things that I disliked, I really wouldn't change a thing. Again, can't say it enough, but I love you guys so much in the community that we've created. If you're not already a part of my Facebook group for my podcast, feel free to join it. Just type in the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast group on Facebook and I'll prove your membership request. I really want to get our conversations more active on there. So feel free to post whatever if you are in the group. Uh, I would love to have you guys. So if you're not in it just yet, if you had any questions about the things I talked about during this week's podcast episode, shoot me over a DM on Instagram. And again, if you want Brittany on the podcast, if you have design recommendations or know somebody who's a good designer for merch, or if you just have any questions at all, send me a DM on Instagram at Kimberly Cobb or the at my lips aren't sealed podcast. Thanks again so much for listening and we will chat more next week.